0: الحمد لله، الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تؤذوا المسلمين ولا تعيروهم ولا تطلبوا أثراتهم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected mothers and sisters, students of deen. This is a common statement that we make sometimes, we hear that how you deal with people that is how you will be dealt with or it is sometimes stated in this manner that how you would like to be treated then treat others in the same way so every person likes to be treated with respect with dignity with honor every person wants that others should be kind to him should overlook his mistakes should guide him, should teach him, shouldn't belittle him. So just as we desire, every person desires this for oneself, we should desire the same for others and deal in the same manner with others. And among these things is that just as we want others to make considerations for us, then we should be considerate to others. And what is this consideration all about? That in considering somebody, often one has to take on some difficulty upon oneself. Some degree of difficulty, meaning to sometimes just be patient, to sometimes... Just let the matter ride. Don't get too formal in it that every point now must be sorted out and my right must be fulfilled. So often, in considering others, there's some mujahada, some little sacrifice from ourselves. Just to understand this a little bit, for example, it was our right to take something, might have been small, something, whatever, and somebody else took that away. It might be something to eat, for example. It was our right, and somebody else ate it. Now, at that moment, we patiently let it ride, fine. So, that is a consideration. It required a little bit of a sacrifice from our side. Moreover, it was something that, it was our right, but we happily gave it to the next person. No, you have it. That's consideration now of a higher level. That we're happily, we are undertaking that little sacrifice, we're giving it to the next person. In the lives of the sahaba Ikram, kiram this was a very common thing and the very glaring incidents that took place in the lives of the sahaba Ikram, kiram which the Qur'an Sharif was revealed on. One guest came to Rasulullah and there was nothing. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, Who will take this person home as a guest? And that Sahabi agreed, I will take him. And he takes the person, and then he comes home. The incident is well known in the books of Fazil. He says to his wife, that whatever the little food that is there, which is only for the children, put the children off to bed, and then we'll feed the guest. But in order to make the guest feel comfortable, We'll go out of our way to uh, make it look like we are also eating, whereas we will not eat. And how we will do this? We'll cause the lamp to be extinguished, so that we'll have to eat in darkness. And we will pretend to be eating, make some sounds of eating, so that the guest may eat everything and he may be full. And they did this. So they went hungry to bed. They had nothing to eat for that night. And their children sacrificed likewise. But they fed the guest of Rasulullah. This was the consideration that they made. But what was the result of this consideration? Now, that's a tremendous sacrifice that a person went to bed in this way, hungry, without anything to eat. So it's not a small thing, it's a big thing. And because this sacrifice was made by this whole family, and for the guest of Allah's Nabi Allah Taala rewarded it in such a way that the Ayat of the Quran Sharif was revealed in praise of these people. That wa-yuthiruna anfusihim bihim that they give others preference over themselves, even though they are starving, they are in a difficulty, they are themselves in hardship, they are in poverty. All that in its place, but they still gave preference to others over themselves. Allah Ta'ala praised them in the Qur'an Sharif. And Nabi was extremely happy over this. So where did this come from? This came from the consideration. But that consideration took some mujahada, it took some sacrifice. Now, in the zamana that we are living in, I must have my way. And I must have my right. And I must have my say. And I must have Whatever I need to have. Everybody else they can do their own thing, but my way, my say, my right, that mustn't get trampled in any way. So we always want to give preference to ourselves to over others. We must have it our way. And others whatever happens up to them. So that is not the way that Nabi Slaswam is taught. Is not the akhlak and the character of a Muslim. We have been taught to give preference to others over ourselves, to make this consideration. To make the consideration in two aspects. The basic aspect is that we consider others in the sense that we don't give any taklif, any trouble to anybody, any inconvenience to anyone. We don't give any pain to anyone, whether by action or by deed. And we try to save everybody from any kind of difficulty, from ourselves. Hazrat Tanvir, one incident of his which we perhaps discussed previously on some occasion, where he was very ill, very weak. And in that condition late at night, he needed to go to the toilet. So the toilet in those days was outside the house, a little distance away from the house. And late at night in the darkness, then there is no electricity and the water also, a person has to fill the jug and the lota and take it along. So in any case, he was very weak, but he had to go to the toilet, he went and while he was returning now, because of the entire effort that went into this because of his illness and weakness, on the way back, he fell unconscious and he fell to the ground But everybody else was asleep, he didn't wake anybody else He didn't disturb anybody, he didn't let it be known to anyone That he needed to go to the toilet Now when he fell down, the jug also fell out of his hand Which he was holding as he was coming along again Then after a while he regained consciousness And on his own he woke up and came and lay on his bed Now look at the entire situation There's no minor thing, a person has just fallen unconscious. He's extremely weak, he's ill, he's old, and he's just fallen unconscious. And now he regained his consciousness and somehow with difficulty made his way back to his bed. But when he came to the bed and now lay down, now how much more exhausted he must have been. And now after being unconscious, a person now is even more weaker. And then he remembered that I had that jug in my hand, that lota. And when I fell, that fell out of my hand. So it's perhaps still lying somewhere there in the way. If somebody else wakes up at night and they need to go to use the bathroom, the toilet, they are going to go first to look for the jug in its place. And they won't find it where its place is. So already that will be an inconvenience, that will be parishani. There is lying in the way somewhere there. And somebody might trip over it. So, again as soon as all this came to his mind, he woke up with difficulty from his bed. Now his wife was also in the same room. He could have woken her up to tell her to do it for him. But he didn't even regard it as something appropriate to disturb her sleep at that time. Now we can extend this to our situations and generalize the situation, whoever, wherever, how we inconvenience people for trivial things, for minor things. Here was a serious situation. Here was a big thing. person had just fallen unconscious. And he just now undertook all this difficulty and came back and just put himself into his bed. And now he could have asked somebody else to do this. But no. He woke up himself in that situation, went picked up that jug from where it was, went and put it back in its place so that nobody must have any difficulty in finding it where it's supposed to be. And then he came back and he went on to his bed again. Now this must have been a major effort. But this major effort was undertaken out of consideration for others so that nobody else is put into any inconvenience. So this inconvenience is a very... Severe thing which we don't give much thought to. Now, this is the basic level of consideration, the first level of consideration that we don't inconvenience anyone in any way by word or by deed, by word or action. وسلم, a true Muslim is one who other Muslims are safe from his tongue and from his hands, meaning his word and deed. So this consideration, this is what we are learning. We come to the madrasa, we don't come to merely just learn some theory. What we have come to learn is to bring these qualities in our life. Nobody must be hurt by us. Nobody must get any difficulty from us. We must not say something that will hurt the next person. We must not deliberately do something that will inconvenience the next person. So Sultanul Rahmatullah Alayhi by this practical lesson has taught what it means not to cause any taklif to anybody. And this is the sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught these lessons. So those who were the true lovers of Nabi and the true followers of Nabi then they practiced on all these things. This is what we come to learn. We come to learn to bring these things into our life. Merely learning some theory but then not knowing how to bring this into our life, then that is not serving the purpose for which we have come. The exams are not far off. We will perhaps be able to write the papers excellently, get full marks in everything, and get A's in everything. But the real exam is that when we are outside the madrasa tomorrow, tomorrow meaning later in life, or let forget later in life, presently in life, whether inside the Madrasa, whether outside the Madrasa, whether at home, whether wherever we are, what do we present in terms of what we have learned? The Akhlak of Rasulullah, the Mu'amalat and the Mu'asharat of Rasulullah, the aspects of taqwa, the aspects of the ibadat that we are supposed to perform, refraining from all the things that Nabi Sallallahu has forbidden so this is what we have come to learn and this is what the exam is out there that are we practicing on it are we speaking to our parents in a way that we have learned how to speak are we considering others making that basic consideration that nobody must get any taklif due to my word or deed this is what we have come to learn and that exam really is outside at home wherever else, when we are with people how do we conduct ourselves how do we what example do we present it is time for salah everybody else is now getting busy or somebody or the other is getting busy preparing themselves for salah we are the last one or are we the one that others want to know now what happened why she suddenly woke up where she is going to say no it's salah time she is going for salah she's already she won't waste one minute she will stop everything else and salah time she will perform a salah all the other chit chat and everything else will get left behind and she doesn't even get into herself mixed up in any mix-it. So she is the first now. The time for salah is coming. The first thing she'll do is she'll perform a salah. Now that is the test. We've passed the test. And that test is getting recorded in the books of Allah Ta'ala. That pass mark is getting recorded above. And that report will come on the day of Qiyamat. This report will get in the world. This report will say, MashaAllah, A in everything. But that report is the real report which will say that the A was there in practice, the A was there in ibadat, the A was there in akhlaq the A was there in muamalat, the A was there in proper muasharat and social interaction and there was A in taqwa and there was A in staying away from all haram which is actually taqwa all about. So that is the real test and that is the report that we have to try to make sure that comes out very good. So in any case we diverted a bit that this is the consideration that we have learned or we are being taught that the basic level of consideration is that we don't give any takleef to anybody else. And then on top of that this is the second level of consideration that a person even foregoes one's own right in order to make the next person comfortable or to give the next person preference over oneself in whatever the issue is. Like we understood from the example just now, the Sahaba Ikram, they gave preference to the guest of Rasulullah sallallahu and as a result, they got the praises of Allah Taala in the Quran Sharif. Hazrat Maula Mazhar, Muzaffar Hussain Sahab, Hazrat Maula Muzaffar Hussain Sahab, alayhi, the great Buzrug, and one day he was traveling somewhere, and it was late already, around Maghrib time. So he stopped. There was a masjid on the way. Traveling meaning they used to travel by camel or I mean whichever mode of transport, very rural areas. So this old masjid, so he stopped by because it was late now, they can't travel in the night. So he decided to spend the night there in that place in that masjid. So some person recognized the stranger because a small little village masjid. So a person recognizes a stranger in the masjid. He's a musafir and doesn't seem like he has any arrangements here so he went away home and then after a short while he returned with three rotis and he gave it to Muhammad Zafar Hussain and he said this is for you you are a mehman, you may eat this and he went away so all he presented was his three rotis so Hazrat ate those rotis and then he went to sleep after Isha completed his ibadat etc and then he went to sleep that night he had ajib ziyarat of Rasulullah sallallahu in the dream, and he really had a beautiful experience in terms of the ziyarat of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, etc. When he woke up in the morning, he felt that this is something really special, and for some reason he felt that this had some link to whatever he, this place or what something what he has eaten. So he remained there that day. Though he needed to move on, but he remained there. He didn't say anything to anybody. He just remained. That evening, again the person who had previously, the previous night, brought that rotis saw this person still around. So he went away home. And after a while he returned and he gave him again something. He said, this is for you. Have it. There were two rotis in there. So again he had those two rotis, went to bed. The same thing again. So he went away home. The next morning, again, he woke up, he decided he's going to stay over one more night. That evening, again, that same person sees the stranger, is still around. So he goes away home. Again, he comes back after a while. Then he says, look, this is for you, but tomorrow, please carry on. Tomorrow, don't be here. So, asks him that, what is the matter? Why? He says, no, you carry on. He says, no, look, I'm not going to go. There's some secret behind this whole thing. This two days in a row, I'm experiencing this very unique spiritual na'mats. And you're going to have to tell me there's something, something about this. What is the secret behind it? What is the whole story here? That person finally, after insistence, he then said, Look, I'm a very poor person. I'm a laborer. I work in the farm. I work in the field the whole day. And then at the end of the day, there's just enough that I earn. To be able to make three rotis That flour that I earn I make three rotis One my I eat, one my wife eats And one my child eats And that is it, we are very poor people And we then Eat that much and we go to bed That is our food for the day So the first day that you were here I saw a stranger I saw a mehman, A guest And I felt it that it has to be that we have to make amal and practice on the teachings of our deen, Nabi Salaam has asked us to entertain the guest. Nowadays, this is something that is fast leaving us, because we have adopted a life of such luxury, that to entertain a guest has become a burden, because we have to do it in that style. And we can't do it in that style, then we feel now, I rather don't do it. So this has become the result of leaving out simplicity. Whereas previously, people were very simple, down to earth, if there was a guest, come along, whatever is available, if it's dal roti, we'll eat dal roti, if there's only roti, we'll eat roti, we'll share it, and whatever we can, and the guest was also happy to, whatever was presented, he ate it with relish and with sugar, and he was happy with, about it. But we've left out simplicity, so all these things have become difficult. And when it becomes difficult, we deprive ourselves of all the bounties and benefits So in any case, he says that the first day we saw you, I saw you and you were a mehman. So I went home and I spoke to the family that, look, there's a mehman. Everybody happily gave over their roti. And I came and gave you the three rotis and we went to bed hungry. The second day, my child couldn't bear the hunger anymore now because one whole day went hungry and then we skipped that one roti. Now the second day also, so we gave the child his roti and the second day my wife and my roti, we gave it to you. And the, today you are still here. My wife also couldn't bear the hunger anymore. I gave her her share as well today. I only came with my share. But I don't know whether I'm going to manage tomorrow. So please I'm asking if you go on. Because tomorrow I might not be able to bear the hunger. I may not be able to then serve the guest and that too I am feeling bad about, that I won't be able to serve the guest. Now this was that sacrifice, this was that consideration of a very high level, that giving preference to the next person, despite one's own difficulty. But then Allah Ta'ala rewards it in this way, that let alone the person himself, even others who are benefiting from that sacrifice, also get this great nur, that comes out of this consideration. So this consideration of others, one is on the basic level, That nobody gets any taklif from us. This is something that no matter how much we emphasize, this is still insufficient. That we go out of our way to make the next person happy. This is also part of consideration. One is the basic level, nobody gets taklif. And then the higher level, we go out of our way to please the next person. Sometimes it is on merely just tolerating the person. Sometimes by going out to make some consideration, for example, in one hadith, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it is mentioned, that some garments had come as booty. So, one sahabi was not present at that time. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had started distributing these garments to the various people, the sahaba. One person wasn't present. So Miswar bin Makhrama radiallahu anh. So in any case, he came later. When he came, he heard about it that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had distributed these garments. But Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam kept one garment aside for him as well. To give it to him, just as a gift. So he came, when Nabi Sallallahu heard his voice from the, out, from the inside that this person has come, he at the door. Nabi Salasim immediately came to the door and he is holding that garment, that garment had come as booty, it had gold buttons onto it the buttons were made of gold now for men to use gold is not permissible, so it wasn't meant for him to use it, but it was meant to give it to him as a gift, then he can do what he wants with it, which is permissible give it to uh, somebody who can wear it, who is permissible for them to wear, some females or sell it off, or whatever so Nabi came with that in his hand and he is holding that button face up so this person can see the button and he's saying to him repeatedly hada. Hada. I kept this aside for you this was for you alone this I specially put aside for you and Nabi is showing him that this has got this gold button this is not just an ordinary one this is something very expensive so in any case Nabi Salaam then gave it to him What is mentioned thereafter in the Hadith Sharif is, وَكَانَ فِي خُلُقِهِ شِدَّةٌ That this person, his nature was a little bit, we may call it a little bit hard, a little bit stern maybe. So Allah's Nabi وسلم did this to win this person over, to soften him up in a way, we can call it in that way, to make his nature a little bit more uh, softer, but this is that consideration. That One is if somebody, they want to carry on in their own way, up to them. Why should I bother? No, no, not why should I bother. This is part of my deen that I should bother. That how can I win this person? How can I make this person closer? So that there is peace in the air. There is happiness in the air. There is an atmosphere of cooperation. There is an atmosphere of comfort in the home, in the extended family, and in society at large, and wherever, whichever situation. That there is an atmosphere of unity. There is an atmosphere of the hearts being united. And this is such an important thing, such an important thing, that sometimes it is better to make somebody happy and even leave out some mustahab amal some mustahab amal, farz, wajib, sunnat, mu'akkada, et etc. that takes a preference. But sometimes some mustahab amal, it is better, there's a lot of detail behind this, inshallah on some occasion we'll maybe discuss that detail, but to, even sometimes go to that extent. To make somebody happy within the limits of deen, mu'min, to make the heart of a mu'min happy. This is something that should be given preference over even some mustahab amal. This is how important this is. So Allah's Nabi taught us this. So one is the basic level, we don't give any taklif to anybody. So we should now sit and make this muhasabah. We should take this account of ourselves. My parents, my brothers and sisters, or my spouse, my extended family, People that my neighbors, those who I come into contact with, how do I relate to them? How do I conduct myself with them? Is there this aspect of consideration in myself? And to what extent? Sometimes a person says, but how much? Well, how much you want to take from above? That much. How much you want to take from above? Hazrat Shaykhul al Hadith Muhammad Zakari sahab, Rahmatullah On one occasion, he reprimanded some Khadim. So that person said, I made a mistake. So Sheikh Rahmatullah said, but you make this mistake so many times. How many times am I going to bear this? And how much must I consider this from you? So Sheikh Rahmatullah was a great personality in his own right. But sitting at the time in his presence was also his uncle, Hazrat Muhammad Ilyas Rahmatullahi, the reviver of the work of Dawat and Tabligh. So when Hazrat Sheikh reprimanded this person, that how many times I have to bear this from you, and consider you in this way? So Hazrat Muhammad Ilyas rahmatullahi, whispered in his ear, that as much as you want, your issues to be considered from above From Allah Ta'ala's side And how much you want your mistakes to be overlooked From the side of Allah Ta'ala As many times you do it with your servant So this was a lesson That we want as we started off Right at the beginning The note on which we started off That the way we want to be treated We treat others now If we made a mistake for the 25th time What will we want at that time? How should we be dealt with? Everything has its place. Sometimes there is a need for rectification, a need for a reprimand also. But that has its way about it. And the bottom line is the intention. And the bottom line is, why is it being done? Is it being done just for our nafs? Just to vent our feelings? Or because this is the demand of the situation, that this person be rectified in this way, this child or this subordinate? etc., be rectified in this way, so within the limits, then that will be adopted. But the consideration factor in general is what we are taught: that we consider others, we give them the consideration first. In one hadith, it is mentioned that one person he had given loans to many people, so he said to his, we call for our purposes, to his accountant, whoever the person working for him, that, "Look. If somebody is in a difficulty, he's really hard pressed, he doesn't have the means, then overlook it. Don't demand the payment from him. And if somebody has some funds but he's not it's not easy for him, then uh, make it lesser, but don't demand everything. If somebody is down and out, then forgive it also. And somebody can't afford everything, then decrease it. Give him some discount. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will overlook our fault. So this was a person from the Bani Israel, Nabi Salaam mentions. When he passed away, Allah t'ala forgave him that you overlooked and uh, wiped out the issues from our servants, we will wipe out your issue now. We will forgive you. So he was forgiven. That famous incident about the woman who gave water to a thirsty dog. What, After all, what was that? That was consideration. That she lowered her sock she took out her scarf and she tied her sock to it and lowered the sock into that well and pulled out the water that even the unchaste woman of that time even she had a scarf on her head and then she presented this water to the dog to drink Allah Ta'ala forgave her on account of this so if this consideration is made to an animal and this wins the blessings of Allah Ta'ala in this manner. What about insan? And what about that insan who is a mu'min? And what about that mu'min who is a relative? And what about that mu'min relative who is an immediate family member? Who is one's parents? Who is one's child? Who is one's spouse? So how much Allah Ta'ala will reward that? And to what extent the person will get the barakat and the blessings of that in this dunya and the hereafter. So this is a major lesson, a very big lesson in Deen. And we need to bring this lesson into our life, this aspect of consideration. We consider others, give preference to others. And in this we will obviously have to take some little bit difficulty sometimes, some mujahada, some sacrifice, but these sacrifices don't go unrewarded. Jitni to what extent somebody has sacrificed utni unki to that extent Allah Ta'ala will reward them Allah Ta'ala's reward comes accordingly so in overlooking other people's mistakes somebody said something fine now we don't make that the end of the world somebody did something fine now that has passed for that moment we were upset also we don't now sit with it our whole life. This is also part of consideration now. That now we let bygones be bygones. That somebody did this and somebody said that and somebody now in small, small issues, now we're fighting with the neighbor, we're fighting with our own parents, we're fighting with our children, we're fighting with our brothers and sisters, we're fighting with society and then the whole place becomes one big fight. That is not the way that Dean has taught us. Nowadays, all these expressions are quite common. That let the bridge, the water that has flown under the bridge, is gone. So it's water under the bridge now. Let it go now. Now there's new water coming in. So we concentrate on that aspect. That we have to try and take the maximum from in terms of the rewards from Allah wa ta'ala. Can we imagine how easily we'll consider somebody? That if supposing somebody, somebody really made us ups- upset, the person really was now the 50th, 49 chances we gave the person previously, the 50th time that the person again did the same, said the same hurtful thing, or did something that was really hurtful and painful. So now we said we had enough. Now I'm, I just can't take this anymore. I'm not going to forgive this person. I'm not going to consider this person anymore. I'm not going to have anything to do with this person. And just as we finish, make all those declarations, I've had it to my limit now. And I'm up to here. You know, we point to the end of our throat, right on the top. It's now up to here now. I can't take it anymore. I've got to spew it out now. So now when we are already finished, say we're up to here. And it's already in our mouth now. We need to take it out. Just at that time, somebody came and said, whispered in our ears, look, it's up to you. If you're up to here already, And you have to take it out, you have to take it out. Then you have to now cut the person off, you have to swear the person and hit the person and now make a huge cry about it, up to you. And the other one option is that quietly he's showing us, look, if you want then, uh, I got this parcel here, there's only one million inside here, I couldn't bring any more, only one million here. You take this and just forget about this issue and just forgive the person, up to you now, what your choice is. Then suddenly we'll say, it was up to here, it's all gone down now back. Everything went away now. And uh, after all, you know, there's so much of fazeelat and so much of virtues for forgiveness in the Qur'an Sharif, in the Ahadith. And you know, I'm learning in the Madrasa also. I go to practice on these things. So it uh, doesn't matter now. That one million is okay now. No man, I'll take it. It doesn't matter. You didn't bring more. Now suddenly, that one million we saw, and it was up to here, and that up to here went away down. And now all the Ahadith also now suddenly became so easy to practice. It might sound like a joke, but Allah forbid if we are in the situation, and even one-tenth of that, one-hundredth of that somebody might offer us, we might be ready to grab it. For that we'll get ready to forgive anything. So, this is what we have to learn, that the akhirat, what is this dunya? What is one million of the dunya? What is one billion of the dunya? Is nothing. And the akhirat is so vast, and Allah ta'ala wants to give us the akhirat. And Allah Ta'ala is promising it on this consideration, on this forgiveness, on this overlooking. The whole society out there is on fire. And these lessons are, Alhamdulillah, there's many things taking place. People are getting, while other things are happening also, people on the same note, many people are becoming very conscious of ibadat. They're becoming conscious of charity. And they want to even assist people in various ways, but these lessons—this is somehow which is very difficult—and these are the lessons that we have to now. This is what this is the fire, uh, the water on the fire. That fire that is out there in society, in whichever direction a person looks, left, right, center, and every turn a person takes, illa mashallah, that one sees these flames. And this is the water, the water of Akhlaq. Silman wafuamman zalamak, wa ahsin أَسَاءَ إِلَيْكْ So now at every angle we also since there's such a fire out there in society at every in every direction, so we have to keep causing this water to flow. Talk about it among ourselves, in our homes, among our friends. We keep repeating this lesson. We keep reminding ourselves. In our own time, we're sitting and thinking about it ourselves. How much am I practicing on these things? We're all human, we will all get upset sometimes. We will all sometimes have said something ourselves in a moment of anger, or did something that we shouldn't have done. But the long term, we got to look at, and we need to move forward from that. We don't get stuck in these things. We're also the servants of Allah and others are also the servants of Allah. And we forgive, Allah will forgive us. So this is the attitude that we have to develop. These are the lessons that we have to bring within our lives. And inshallah, we will see the barkat of this in our life. In our life, first and foremost, in our life. In the hadith which we have discussed on many times, when Nabi Muhammad says that, مَنْ وَهُوَ قَادِرٌ عَلَىٰ مَلَأَ اللَّهُ قَلْبَهُ أَمْنًا وَإِيمَانًا that a person is angry now And he can give vent to that anger He can really As we say Give the person his Tell him a mouthful And give a person a piece of our mind And all these kind of things But at that time the person restrained that anger And the person maintained the calm So it took a lot of mujahada inside That is also part of the consideration now That we restrain the anger We didn't give it as it comes So that was consideration but that consideration, what it brings? allahu qalbahu amnan wa imana, Allah Ta'ala will fill this person's heart with peace and with iman. Now what is this? This is a barakat. This is that peace. Everybody is buying things and they are spending money and they are trying to upgrade and update and do whole lots of things and they got the best of things and that too is not good enough. Why? They are still looking for something inside the heart. The heart is still crying for something. The hands got it, the ears got it, the eyes is seeing it, the person is sleeping on it, the best of comforts, it's going in his stomach, the most luxurious of foods. Everything is all around, but the heart is still crying out. The heart is saying I'm uneasy. This is not I'm still not satisfied. So where will that satisfaction of the heart come? Everything is happening, but it's not coming, and that is what a person wants. He wants the satisfaction of the heart that will come by putting into practice these things. Deen, bring deen into our lives. And the aspects of akhlaq the aspects of consideration, then we will see that inshallah, what kind of barkat that brings in this very worldly life. This is not just everything credit, that everything will come in the akhirat only. What is on credit is beyond our imagination. That is something we can't even dream about. That what Allah will still give in the akhirat, but already cash also it comes. That peace will come in the heart. That Iman. Can can a person buy that Iman from anywhere? That strength of Iman and that fervor in that Iman can that be purchased in any supermarket? But that will come with this akhlaq. And then a person sees how things start moving positively for one. But that mujahada will have to be made. And Allah Ta'ala will open the way May Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq of practicing on this lesson of consideration. The basic level is that we don't give anybody any taklif. And the level above that is that we go out of our way to give preference to others and make them feel comfortable, etc. May Allah Ta'ala give us the for this. اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل ربنا هبلنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فخفل لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان احشرنا يوم الْقِيَامَةِ مع الايمان اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك من نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة